Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. Hola. <clears throat> Bienvenue. Welcome. Well, I know I still owe you part two of Tokyo 71 and I was going to do it. I still will do it. I'll do it next week or maybe as a bonus episode. Who knows? But um, somebody in the Heart of Markness Facebook group, which you should join if you like Led Zeppelin and the podcast, um, brought up this show and it got some traction with some other people. And um, I listened to it. I like it. It's noteworthy. It's novel. And um, I thought I'd do this and then we'll do, we'll finish Tokyo next week. Why am I not doing Tokyo this week? Um, when I could just as easily do this next week, basically because I listened to it, I got every, and I'm, I'm, I'm jazzed up. I'm, I'm ready to go now. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. So the show I'm talking about is June 3rd, 1977 in Tampa, Florida, where Led Zeppelin was playing before 70,000 people. And they were playing really well. <coughs> Excuse me. The reason I'm doing it is because it, it, it was a kick-ass concert. Really powerful. Really, really good. You could tell that the band was was feeding off the energy of those 70,000 people. Can you imagine that? All that money. All that money. 15 bucks a ticket. 70,000 people, that's a million bucks, a million bucks and change. And even if it was 10 bucks, it's still, they made a lot of money that day. Now, what they also made was a lot of trouble. Well, they didn't. They're completely blameless in this. But what happened was there was a torrential thunder pour, uh, thunderstorm downpour during this show. Um, so Zeppelin quit after three numbers, they left the stage because they have a thing in their contracts and their concert writers that they do not play in inclement weather at their discretion. They're not they're not pussies. It's just that um, Peter Grant um, had managed other bands, and one of the bands he managed was called Stone the Crows. And if you've heard of Maggie Bell, who was on the Swan Song label. And she's kind of the English Janis Joplin. She's kind of a blues belter. She's been around. She, if you look her up, if you're not familiar with her, if you look her up, um, you'll see she's been in a million different projects. But um, And she also put out some album, an album, two albums, I think, on Swan Song, one of which, Suicide Sal, has Jimmy Page on it, on at least one of the songs. I used to have it on vinyl, but... All right, insert 15-second scream here. All right. Um, so this band Stone the Crows, I think back in 72 or so was playing an outdoor festival and it was raining and, um, something wasn't grounded right. And the guitarist, and I, I knew his name less something. Damn it. I hate it when you, I knew it until I went to access it to tell you and it just disappeared. Anyways, doesn't matter what his name was. Uh, he had his guitar, was holding his guitar and then touched the mic to be like, thank you, whatever. 
And um, because of bad grounding, it completed a circuit and just electrocuted him. Blam! And he died. Peter Grant was managing them. Peter Grant witnessed it. It traumatized him. And for all the gangster, heavy-handed bullshit that he did and all the mistakes and miscues and misjudgments that he made in the later part of Zeppelin's career when the drugs were crazy... He loved his acts, he believed in his acts, and he was dedicated to them. Not the dollar, not the promoters, not the show, the band. So he took it to heart, and then from that point forward, fuck no, no band of mine is playing in the fucking rain again. So every concert that Zeppelin did had a rider in it that said, you know, if the weather's shitty and we don't think it's safe, we're not going to play. Whereas the default... For concerts, at least back then, was rain or shine. So concerts west, who are the promote? Was that how could there be concerts west if it's in Tampa, Florida? Let me look at that again. Concerts west were, were the promoters for this show at Tampa Stadium, and um, on June third, nineteen seventy-seven, and all their promo material and their tickets said rain or shine, rain or shine, because that's. That's how they roll. And for everybody other than Led Zeppelin, you know, the, the promoters had the, the the power. Bill Graham is a promoter, you know, and, and very few bands had the leverage and fewer bands had the wherewithal to go toe to toe with promoters, especially when 70,000 people are on the line and that much fucking money is on the line. It's like, if I'm going to make between three quarters of a million and a million bucks for two and a half hours work. I'll get wet. I'll play in the rain. But um, it was a bad one. It was a thunderstorm. It was really, I mean, torrential. You can hear it. I've listened to three different sources and um, two of which are not good. One of which is an excellent recording of the audience around the recorder. And a very poor recording of anything other than Bonzo's drums. Another one is, I mean, basically the the source that I'm going to use is great, but in all of them, once you get to nobody's fault but mine, you can hear the sound cutting out. And it's because the people holding the microphones in the air, the microphones are getting rained on. So the membranes are wet and isolated from the ambient noise so they cannot transmit the vibrations and convert them to electrical signals and reconvert the electrical reconvert the electrical signals to magnetic waves which are then recorded on the tape and played back <coughs> pardon again um so i used the best source i could anyways three after nobody's fault but mine the band's like hey it's getting bad up here you know even with the tarps even with the covering uh, you know some of our electrical equipment's getting rained on Things are fucked up. We're going to take 15 minutes to see what happens. We'll be back in 15 minutes. They were not back in 15 minutes because uh, it just got worse. So then they had to make an announcement and say, hey, you 70,000 people that came to see Led Zeppelin. um, Sorry. So there was a riot. Of the 70,000 people, about 4,000 rioted, smashed shit, threw chairs, threw bottles, you know, just got rowdy and asshole-ish 
because, you know, you figure that many people at a Led Zeppelin show are going to be fucked up and belligerent anyway. Um, so they trashed the place and led to Led Zeppelin getting banned. And Concert West was like, you're not getting off the goddamn stage. It's rain or shine, motherfucker. That's what the tickets say. And Peter Grant's like, oh, yeah, fuckface. Look at the look at the contract, which they hadn't looked at, you know, and they were like, nope. So on the 5th of June, because it turned into a big thing, this riot in Tampa Stadium, it was on the news, it was on television and uh, hundreds of people were arrested. It was no, no, no fun. So Concert West on the 5th put out ads in, in the newspapers, in the trades, on radio, saying, here's their release. Concert West apologizes and is so sorry for the humiliation and inconvenience to you and your faithful fans at Tampa Stadium, June 3rd, 1977. You did everything that you could and wanted to do and wanted to do so much more. You are the best and deserve the best, not the worst treatment. Respectfully, Concert West. Now, if you think they wanted to do that, you would probably be wrong. But what happened was they pissed off the biggest band in the entire world and alienated them. And this is not only the biggest band in the entire world. This is 1977. This is where they have the gangster shit. This is where people get their heads knocked. This is where they have mob lawyers and and, and shady people with connections to get things done. So it was it was it was an intense time and the band was very unhappy. The band were very unhappy because, you know, they wanted to play. It was a great show and it's a high water mark. I think it might have been their biggest show ever. I don't know. They played. I mean, in any case, it was it was up there. It was up there and uh, they got banned from playing the in Tampa ever again. And they got a lot of bad press for the Rowdy Led Zeppelin. So Concert West had to eat a lot of crow and I'm sure money changed hands on the back end. I'm sure Zeppelin got paid for the show. So I'm sure somebody, somebody got fired for sure. Probably several somebodies, but so it's a good news, bad news situation. The good news is it was a rager of a show and it sounded good. And the recording I'm going to play you is very good. It's excellent audience recording. Loud, Full, powerful, um, only three songs long, but um, bad news is it was only three songs long because they had to get off the stage and they were not able to come back and fulfill that. But um, in any case, it's noteworthy and that's why I'm doing it. Somebody brought it to my attention. I mean, I've been aware of it, but they're like, you should do this. Here's the source. Here it is. Here you use this one. Use Stormwatch or Stormfront or something. I can't remember. Well, let's look at it, Mark. You have it open in front of you. I shall. That's so funny. The info file for the fucking show doesn't have the name of it. Stormwatch, audience sources numbers one through three. And they have the cancellation announcement. And as a bonus, they've got some TV reports, audio from the TV reports from uh, that night. So we're going to have a little bit of fun. And I promise next week we'll go back to Tokyo. I owe you. I haven't let you down yet, have I? Don't answer that. Haven't missed a week, though. Still doing fine. Alrighty, guys. So here we've got June 3rd, 1977. Led Zeppelin. 
Um, I consider just playing the three song set in one in one plop, but I won't. I'll pop in and comment because, you know, that's my job. So we're going to listen to the show opener. The song remains the same and I will be back shortly. Thank you. Oh, before I click over to the song remains the same. Brace yourself because the track opens with a dude yelling really loudly. Bring on the blimp. And uh, since Bring On The Blimp is pretty funny, I left it in there. So, gird your loins. Here we go. Bring On The Blimp!
That was awesome. <clears throat> I enjoyed that. That was really, 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 really top shelf. Nice opener. Uh, it's a bummer that this show couldn't continue because you could tell it was going to be, it was going to be one of the good ones. And and this, this source is great. This source is great. It's a bummer that the other sources aren't as good, and it's a bummer that I only lasted three songs. But that was happiness. There were 70,000 people there. It was not the biggest show of the tour. Um, a whole bunch was canceled because, you know, the loss of, of poor Robert's boy. But um, I think they played Pontiac, Michigan, and that had 76, almost 77,000. So holy shit, what a tour. And on this tour, Robert had mentioned that this is when they were kind of in... Um, Let's find it here. Here it is. This is a quote from Robert about the 77 tour. By 1977, I was just 29, just prior to Carrick's passing. And that sort of wild energy that was there in the beginning had come to the point where we were showboating a bit. Unfortunately, we had no choice. We were on tours where places were going apeshit. There was no way of containing the energy in those buildings. It was insane. And we became more and more victims of our own success. And the whole deal about the goldfish bowl and living in it, that kicked in. You know, at that point, you know, they were they were um, the biggest band in the world and not all 70,000 people at that show were diehard Zeppelin fans. So you don't have that communion of the ocean that you had, say, on June 3rd, 1973 at Kazar Stadium. Where there were like 50,000 people and it was a magical communion because in 1973, the people that were going to Zeppelin shows were still Zeppelin fans. The very last time. But now, going to seven, going to see Zeppelin, it's, it's a spectacle. Who's in town? Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah, let's go see Zeppelin. I know Black, you know, I know five of their songs. I've done that. You've probably done that. You've gone to a concert back in the day for a band that you weren't amazingly into, but were fine as something to do because tickets back then were, you know, five, ten bucks, fifteen bucks even when I was a kid in the 80s. Tickets were 15 bucks. I spent 15 bucks to see the firm. And Lou Reed and Robert Plant and all that stuff. Jimmy Page. No, I spent 100 bucks to see Jimmy Page, but that was a scalper. Um, so it was much more something to do. Like, let's go to the Tampa Stadium with a case of beer, get shit-faced, and go see Zeppelin. Yeah! <sighs> anyway, they went right into Sick Again, which... Uh, the Rover, Sick Again. Also great recording. And um, the tran the song remains the same. It was an abrupt end because they go right into the Rover. So that's why it's cut so abruptly. Anyhow, here endeth the lesson. Let's get to the Rover slash Sick Again. <laughs> Thank you. 
Canberra region again. It's been about four years, right? So I guess the best thing we can do is... There's less talking and there's more music, the better, right? That is correct, Mr. Plant. More music, the better. Should have chosen your words differently. Because here comes the rain. There's a cult shout out there. One of my favorite bands of the 80s. So, I love the cult. All right. Now we're going to get into Nobody's Fault But Mine. An excellent version. And Robert, in this recording... You may notice he's a little buried in the mix, which I'm fine with, because we get to hear John Paul Jones's fat, fat bass, which in the Zeppelin soundboards and even some of the even the Miller Millard recordings um, don't capture the deep bottom end. Any 70, any 77 soundboard just has the direct box, which catches the treble pickup, but not the deep bass. So this really captures Jonesy's sound and I love it Bonham seems a little thrashy poundy here but um, that's what he do right sounds very 77 I wish this show had completed because it would have been a scorcher but we just have one more song left nobody's fault but mine I'm keeping the crowd noise in instead of just jumping right into the songs because it's just you're hearing the entire performance and um, about midway through Nobody's fault but mine. The recording becomes much worse as the raindrops, as I said, cover the inlets on the microphones as the droplets hit them before they shake away. Um, or people are moving and huddling. Whatever the case is, either the microphones are moved out of the rain and we lose some fidelity, or they get rained upon and become less efficient and we lose some fidelity. But um, you get to experience it as it happens. So one last song, and then we get into some announcements, and then we hit the road. All right, friends, nobody's fault but mine. June 3rd, 1977, in front of 70,000 people.
And you can hear the taper as he has the mics down or cover whatever he's doing. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's got to be that the mics were covered because he sounded amazing and the band sounded a million miles away. So that sucks. At this point, that's the last Zeppelin played. Robert made an announcement, said they'll be back in 15 minutes. We're going to hear that. Then we're going to hear the Led Zeppelin, the TV report about it. And then we're going to be done. It's a short one. This is a short one this week. Okay. Well, it happens. They're not all an hour plus. So uh, don't worry. Next one will be longer. This one was this one just caught my fancy. Somebody mentioned it and I was like, nah. Well, then I heard it. And I'm like, hell yeah, this is interesting. So no worries. It'll be better next time as far as like more kick ass. This is historical. Sometimes, sometimes we have days where we just learn. All right. Here's the last little bits and tidbits of that era of that moment in time. And then I will return to beg for money. And there you have it. 4,000 people were involved in the melee and 20 were arrested. 4,000 people in a melee is a battle. (laughs) Sounds like Portland a couple weeks back. Anyway, there we have it. A noteworthy night. I know I owe you. Tokyo 71, it weighs upon me. This is probably not very satisfying. So, uh, you know what I will do? I will get... uh, I will endeavor to get Tokyo 71 put up this weekend, but it is going to be in the hundreds this weekend, so everything may suck and I may not. 
but I will endeavor to. If not, you will guaranteed have Tokyo the Part 271 next Thursday evening. So, And there will still be something this weekend, no matter what it is. It may be a Millard Master. It may be something I've been sitting on. Who knows? But uh, I will not let you down. All right, here we go. Twitter, follow me on Twitter at Heart of Markness or the aforementioned Facebook group, Heart of Markness, which has lots and lots of people, lots and lots of stuff, and is very, very cool, full of nice folks. If you're a nice folk, you should join. You'll be welcome there. And if you like what I do, if you like Led Zeppelin, if you like having this live music podcast with the Zeppelin and the classic rock and the live recordings that you really don't, you can't hear on the radio, right? You can't buy them on Amazon. Who supplies them? That's right, your old pal Mark. If you like what I do and you have the means and the desire to support me, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Heart of Markness. You'll get an extra podcast a month just for the patrons. And, uh, you know, you'll have my undying gratitude. I'll send you a sticker. First batch of stickers is going out. Second batch of stickers is coming in. And uh, T-shirts, mugs and stuff are trying to find a place that doesn't make shitty product that costs a million dollars. But I am working on it. And when I have it, you will have it too. So there you go. And if you are a patron, here's what it means. It's not just giving money monthly, which is weird. I get it. It actually honestly helps support the podcast by help support helping to support me. I am not a wealthy man. I've made poor choices in my life. Um, so the patrons really help out in that it helps offset the pricing of the SoundCloud hosting where I put the flip the podcast, the uh, cloud server where I post the shows that you can download and you know the website and all that stuff it helps out it's deeply appreciated and if you have a mind to do so consider becoming a patron and then you will join the ranks of these titans upon whose shoulders rests the heart of markness and i'll read your name off every week how's that you can be famous so thank you thank you thank you to rob wayne brad danielle shit danielle i still owe you santana Tracy, David, Peter, Mark, other David, Bill, Mimo, and Avi, an honorary patron, Evan, who would be a patron, but he's 14 and doesn't have a credit card. Hi, Evan. Thank you. Oh, you're going to get a sticker, too. So I got to contact you, which doesn't matter because you can't talk back to me here. Um. So thank you, everybody. And, oh, the last place, heartofmarkness.com. It's a website where I put the blogs, other stuff on occasion, but it's where you can get the links to the complete shows that I feature. For example, the uh, aforementioned Tokyo 71 show. You can download the whole goddamn show yourself right now. You don't have to wait for me to finish doing it and grab it and hear the whole thing independently. The American Spirit. So yeah, heartofmarkness.com. Check that out. And uh, I will be back this weekend with something, possibly the Tokyo 71, if I have the gumption, or whatever the Mike Millard Master is. So you will see me in a few days. I hope everybody's doing well. Be good to yourself. Be good to each other. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you very, very much for listening. 
It means the world to me. Bye-bye. <laughs>